The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Ashling Larkin is with me, the TV chef and the mindful eating coach. And in the same way, there are fashion trends and movie trends and music trends. There are apparently food trends. And Ashling is going to tell us what the great food trends are expected to be for 2023. And we're starting with pasta. We are starting with pasta. Yeah. Um, Not like loving some ragu and some penne though. I no, this is like pasta 2.0. This okay. is alternative pasta. So our beautiful basic pasta has been around for centuries, obviously. And it's the first time it's getting a real kind of innovative twist. A lot of these trends that we're going to see, some of them are quite kind of, you know, societal based and, you know, conscious, considered trends. Others are quite frivolous. This one kind of feeds into that wellness trend a little bit where we are trying to move to a place of having more nutrient dense foods and more, I suppose it's taken those foods that we kind of would have traditionally associated with the whole foods and the health food shops and making them a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more kind of supermarket friendly for everybody. So what we're looking at with pasta 2.0 or alternative pastas is um, pasta kind of with a purpose. So essentially what we're doing is trying to look at alternatives to regular Durham wheat pasta. So a lot of people might stop eating that because they're celiac or they Mm. have gluten insensitivities or sensitivities or intolerances Or in this case, it's looking at things like chickpea pasta and lentil pasta. So we're getting in more fibre, we're getting in more protein, but we're still getting our kind of carb fix. Um, The purists will tell you that chickpea pasta and lentil pasta, they don't really taste like real pasta. Okay. Not quite the same. However, if you're doing food for fuel and you're not like that bothered about the silky, velvety texture of your beautiful fresh pasta, Mm. I think you'd be okay with it. Sweet potato pasta. Yeah, so this is the the next step up from that, which is basically where we're mixing pasta with produce. So we're trying to get in our five a day, get in our seven a day. Um, So it's mixing the pasta dough with 40-50% fresh produce, things like sweet potato, things like spinach, um, things like squash. The next trend is one I'm excited about. One of uh, the great pleasures in life is toast, Philadelphia, and sardines in tomato sauce. I did not expect you to say that at yeah. all. After the anchovies, I kind of thought you would not like that no, trend I at know. all. No, I know. Anchovies, though, are just like licking seaweed. Or <laughs> uh, licking a, a sailor's toe or something. Um, that sounds uh, delicious. But I do love sardines in in the red sauce with Philadelphia on toast. There you go. Yeah. I would not have expected that. I a little bit that. of crunch. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Really nice. And that is one of the trends. It's going back to this tinned fish and stepping it out from tuna and salmon and bringing it to that place of tinned mackerel, tinned sardines, those anchovies. It's very much kind of aligned with Mediterranean cuisine. It's mm. not something that I suppose we were necessarily brought up on in Irish culture, but it's something that we are seeing so much more of. Um, like I said, that Spanish kind of Portuguese tapas style dishes, things like um, pates, adding them into frittatas, putting even a little bit of mackerel or sardines on top of a pizza. Um, in beautiful potato salads, they're really nice. Or those tomato-based kind of fish stews, they're really, really nice. And there's another kind of, I suppose, element of this trend, which is we've had hummus boards, butter boards, cheese boards, charcuterie boards. Mm. So now we're going to see a trend of seafood Couture boards. Oh, right. Where we're doing seafood um, and really nice little tapas bites, or the TikTok trend that I am a little bit dubious about, which is hashtag tinned fish date night. Oh, I'm not so sure about that. No, now. I'm definitely skipping. And you that want one. to be comfortable in each other's company before Very. you have a tinned fish. Want to know each other a long time before uh, you go there. Night. Speaking of dates, they're another big trend this yes. year. Yes. 
dates have become kind of last couple of years that Atalengi kind of vibe, that Middle Eastern food has become really, really trendy and dates form a really big part of that. Dates have a huge value, I think, in cooking for us because they're nature's caramel. They're a stone fruit. They grow on their own. Mm. We tr- we normally eat them dried. Um, medjool dates are some of kind of, they're the really big, plump, juicy ones. Absolutely beautiful. And they allow us to have sweetness in our diet without always relying on either sugar or yes. even something like maple syrup or honey. Yeah, you see a lot of that, these like um, dessert recipes, things like... Uh, Homemade Twixes or something. Yeah. You know, made with medjool dates. Yes, yeah. and they're lovely. Yeah. Like genuinely really, really nice. Um, what's a great idea is to get your medjool dates, put them in a bowl, soak them in a little bit of boiling water, sea salt, really good vanilla, blitz that down into a paste. Um, and it, you were talking about your toast there and your Philadelphia. Little bit of date, um, caramel on top of that, oh, a couple lovely. of little figs and it's really beautiful. Pop them into smoothies for a little bit of natural sweetness, into granola is really, really lovely as well. So I think they're a beautiful one. I have a gorgeous recipe actually on my website on my Instagram for their Snickers Bites. Um, so it's dates, crunchy peanut butter and you stuff the date with the peanut butter and then you roll them in dark chocolate, tiny oh, little sprinkles, nice. sea salt. Oh my God, stunning. They're beautiful. Sounds great. Sounds absolutely great. Avocado oil. Is this like, instead of you know, olive oil or rapeseed oil, yeah. like cooking with it. Yes, exactly. Okay. So a lot of times at home we will have like something like a sunflower oil or um, a vegetable oil and we kind of do a lot of our frying with that. Mm. And we save olive oil for salad dressings. Whereas with avocado oil, you can use it for both. It has a higher smoke point. So it allows you to roast, to fry, to bake with it. But it's equally as kind of interesting and delicious to have it like fresh, raw on a salad. So that's another big one. And again, it's linked to kind of health benefits, reducing that bad LDL cholesterol, increasing the good HDL cholesterol. So there's health benefits as well. Uh, Low and non-alcoholic drinks are going to continue to rise in popularity. Yeah, we've seen the non-alcoholic wine, beer. um, There's non-alcoholic So not convinced by the wine. Neither am I, if I'm honest. Um, But it is there um, and it is growing. And I suppose what we're going to see again is a little step up from that. So we're notching it up with all of these trends that have kind of solidified it over the last years um, where it is going to functional alcoholic beverages and functional non-alcoholic mm. beverages. So from the functional alcohol, um, there is one company called Origin Holistic Vodka and they claim uh, to be backed by plant-based science uh, saying that they're using specific antioxidants and extracts to make um, the alcohol or the vodka easier to metabolise within your body. So whatever they're going to put into it will break down and metabolise the alcohol easier in your body. Mm, I'm not a great vodka drinker. Would you be? No. I was more kind of used to drink vodka, then there was gin, and I think we're again, there's a trend kind of changed a little bit where vodka is definitely coming back on the scene. Mm. Irish whiskey has had a really big moment over the last few <sighs> Had a couple years. of whiskeys on uh, Saturday night. Did you? Yeah, had a little couple of Jemisons. Oh, I did beautiful. to round off the night. Really delicious. Nice. Yeah, or whiskey absolutely sour delicious. cocktail, like yeah. one of my absolute favourites. Whiskey and ginger, a bit of lime in there, really, really nice. I think one of the, the alcohol trends for this year is going to be tequila. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, I know. Like people slamming tequilas. No, no. <laughs> we are going to move away from the bad, bad tequila that a generation were partial <gasps> to or the tequila shots. This is looking at high quality, okay. something like a top shelf, Patron, silver label, really good artisan style product. Um, we're going to see it, drinking it on its own, neat. And I think we're going to see it definitely come into more cocktails as well. You know who's big pushing tequila is uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Isn't he? Does he, he has his own tequila company, oh, I think. Oh, does he? Yeah. There you go. And I mean, 
anyway, there's nothing that guy doesn't touch that doesn't turn to gold. What are wiggly foods? <laughs> this is one of the fun ones. This is really fun. Um, think of anything that is set with, I suppose, gelatine um, or agar agar or something like that. Wobbly jellies. Panna cotta. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, there's an Instagram account. It's called Adventures in Jelly. If you need a little, a little old emotional piece of fun or escapism okay. today, have a look. They are these magnificent towers of beautiful sculptures of wobbly jellies that are addictive to look at. Um, and you suspect as well that beyond actual food groups then or different types of food that people would be more conscious about the, the climate impact of the food in general they eat this Yeah, year. look, I think that's something that's been here for the last while in terms of sustainability, in terms of how we cook, how we shop, how we source our ingredients, what it's packaged in. COP27 really kind of brought that. There was a lot of media attention around it this year. It's something we've always been kind of conscious of, but it's moving very much towards even zero waste, you know. So it's not just about being sustainable. It's about looking at sourcing the best quality ingredients, that kind of nose to tail style dining, but making it sustainable for people in their homes, um, you know, as much as everything else. I think things like carbon footprint on mm. menus. So we saw huge controversy about calories going on menus years ago. Yeah. I think the carbon footprint going on menus, I don't, I'm, you know, good or bad, it's it's an option for restaurants to do. Study was done in Germany um, and the results came out that people chose much more local, seasonal, sustainable menu items when they saw the carbon footprint on a menu. What if we just got rid of, got rid of sell-by dates? Yeah. Then you'd reduce your yes. waste, wouldn't you? This is another big one. Um, they've started in the UK to reduce sell-by dates or remove them on fruit and vegetables. Okay. Um, basically, like 14% of food produced is wasted between harvest and retail. Um, at homes are 11%, 5% goes to supermarkets, 2% goes to food service. So we need to stop that food waste. And by taking the sell-by dates off of things like vegetables, carrots, potatoes, yeah. onions, they don't need them on it. And supermarkets have to get rid of them once the sell-by date is up. It might just help eliminate that a little bit. I think I ate an out-of-date yogurt last night. You'd be grand. Yeah, it, it was kind of fizzy. Oh, no. I oh, stuck no. with it. Oh no, you don't know if it's fizzy, on. no. Oh no, fizzy is no. Fizzy yeah, is it was kind her. of sharp. Like it was tasted quite sharp. You probably should have put that one in the bin. But I was, I, had, I, had, I was sitting on the couch at this stage. So I, I just ploughed on. How are you feeling? I feel fine, actually. I thought maybe it might reappear. But you're all right. I'm still here. There you go. I'm still standing. Any other notable trends you want to mention? <laughs> um, I think we have one last food that I'm going to tell you, keep an eye out for, which is ube. Oh, what's that? So it's uh, U-B-E, pronounced ube. Um, it is, it's, uh, imagine a potato or a sweet potato. It comes from that kind of tuber, yam kind of style of food, but it's purple. So it's a big trend. Purple foods are going to be kind of big this year. Dragon fruit, lychee, Peruvian purple corn, um, and, the, and the ube, which is, like I said, it's like a potato. You can't eat the skin, though. It's got a really tough bark. But I think we're going to see ube waffles, ube pie, right. ube lattes. So keep an eye out for that All one. right, I'm here for that. Anyway, Ashley Narkin, pleasure as always. We'll talk to you again at the same time next week. Ashley Narkin is a TV chef and a mindful eating coach. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.